0: what's good guys it's your host adrian evans welcome to the black wealth media podcast where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community let's get into this episode Today's episode is sponsored by SC Cosmetics. SE Cosmetics is a brand that was created by Samari Evans, a certified chemist. The brand consists of natural makeup products such as lip balms, eyeshadows, lipsticks, lip scrubs, and many other natural products. Shop at SCCosmetics.com or come visit in-store at 3710 Renolda Road, Winston-Salem, NC 27106. what's going on guys welcome to another episode of the black wolf media podcast i have daryl carter Uh, he is the founder of carter karate and uh also known as dc that's you know that's what i call him
1: (laughs) um
0: dc man why don't you go ahead and kind of introduce yourself and just give a little bit of background to yourself man
2: uh yeah Uh, again thank you for having me um my name is daryl carter i am the uh, ceo and ceo of carter karate academy located in charlotte north carolina uh I'm a graduate of Winston-Salem State University, class of uh, 2015. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh crossed in the new epsilon chapter of Omega Psi 5 Attorney Incorporated, uh, graduated uh, cum laude with a um, bachelor's in mass communication as well as psychology. I'm currently a uh, law enforcement officer for the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office, and I have been in business going on five years now.
0: Okay, okay. So, so, D.C., man, um, tell me, man, like, I know you just had a, a seminar. Um, talk about that a little bit. T- you know, tell us how that went.
2: Yeah, um, the seminar, this is actually my fifth seminar. Okay. Uh, it was one of the – this was actually the biggest seminar I've had this year, and it cannot have been done without all the, all the young superstars that I had that actually came and attended a seminar, um, Angel Diaz, uh, Darren Payne, Um, as well as uh, Serafina, a.k.a. they call her fina from up north. Um, She's a a superstar in the making. And um, again, I've had my sensei, Ricky Taylor, who has um, given me all of his knowledge and wisdom over the years since I was about 15. I've been with him in his school. Going on, uh, it'll be 16, 15 years in January of next year. And this seminar is to basically expand the, the mind and expand how you move thinking critically and getting as much knowledge between the time of 10:30 and 3 you're getting hit with a lot of different knowledge that you normally don't grasp at a tournament you're getting one on one time with champion world-class superstars who you know have the ability to be in movies and be extras and do these fighting scenes Ashley had an extra that uh was able to help with Black Panther They actually attended the sem- uh, the, seminar, the seminar that I had for the fourth time. So when you have these world-class guys come and they're giving all of this knowledge as well as physical workouts and, you know, things that just help the timing better, help the the wisdom build, you know, it helps these younger guys as well as the older guys think a lot more critically. And um, this seminar is not for me, it's for the culture. And a lot of people don't realize that karate itself is not just putting two or three years in and getting your black belt. It is a lifetime journey. I've been doing it since I was eight years old. So the journey itself is still not done. I just I recently reached fourth degree black belt this year. okay, And I sure. still feel that I have not even reached half of the journey that I feel that most people receive or observe in me. So the seminar was a great accomplishment. I had record numbers. Um, we live streamed it. I just posted the video today it was actually it's going viral hard on Instagram and Facebook. So I'm just very very thankful for all the help and as well as the wisdom that was had there as well as was given to me to make sure that it was an excellent success.
0: That's awesome man, that's awesome. Now um tell me man like before you opened Carter Karate um you know what gave you the idea to kind of open up your own teaching system?
2: Um That's a good question. The reason why I wanted to uh, open up my own school is and it's really a long story short. My first sensei um, passed when I was 13. Yeah. Uh, Name was Belvin Eves. Phenomenal man. Phenomenal teacher. Phenomenal sensei. And I was actually the last black belt that was to receive a black belt from him. So uh, I felt that it was not only necessary, but it was my prerogative as a black man. To give what was given to me, he was not only a sense that he was a father; he was a friend, um, he was a mentor, counselor. Um, he, he was everything that I could ask for in, in those in those premature years as you know, growing up as a black man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, thirteen to eighteen is very, very keen to have the right mentorship at that time frame. You know, either if you don't have it between thirteen and life, I feel especially with this new millennia of people, new millennia of young black men. So I wanted to give what was instilled in me, hard work, dedication, blood, sweat, and tears, and just giving your all until you have nothing left to give. Just because, you know, in this day and age, we don't break down and build up our men. We just break them down and we just leave them in an emotional track for them to fend for themselves. So I wanted to give not only a place where they can feel at home, but a place where they can learn martial arts, a place where they can have that mentorship, that guidance, that wisdom, that big brother, that father, uh, fatherhood and that brotherhood within the same room.
1: Mm.
0: Now, you said something really important, man. You you said that, you know, um, we don't build up the black men in our community, kind of break them down. Can you explain, go into that a little bit more and kind of explain what you mean for those that don't really understand?
2: Uh, most definitely. Um, we are living in very, very, um, we are living, living in a very difficult time right now. Um, and what I mean by difficult, I'm saying for the livelihood of all Black men as far as what we develop and what we do not develop, uh, what we, what we uh, perceive and what we participate in, and what we observe versus what we are absent in mind. And we have, it is our job to, to maintain the maturity of young adolescents to make sure that they have the ability to, to grow. And to see right from wrong, to see pros and cons, to see flaws within themselves, to right their wrongs, and to understand where they are and where they need to be and where they should want to go. And if we do not develop that in the in the society that we live in today, they will continue to build more prisons than than school systems.
1: Ooh,
0: that's that's very important. That's very important. I think everything. I agree with everything you just said right there. That's solid. Um, now to kind of shift the conversation a little bit, man, like, um, did you ever see yourself becoming an entrepreneur or was that just kind of something that was, you know, it wasn't necessarily a forethought. It was just more important to open the school, um, versus becoming an entrepreneur. Did you think about that?
2: Um, f- uh, entrepreneurship was something that was, was something that I observed from a young man to uh to adulthood my father is an entrepreneur my mother is an entrepreneur so i was around entrepreneurship my entire life Mm, i was able to view that able to taste it able to smell it not just the reward but the failure yeah and i feel that we are we as a culture and not just we as african-american men and women but we as um, i'm talking about people our age yeah Mr. Evans, people our age, we are so very focused on the reward and how quick we are to get it rather than the time it gets to receive it. Mm. And I was able to see my dad do, but I was also to see my dad fail. Yeah. And when a black man fails and he's able to, to see where he did wrong and grow from that, that's where the success comes back. Because if you can learn from a financial failure, then you can succeed in anywhere, in any Mm. standpoint, in any. And again, I was able to view it. I was able to see what it was like um, to see where he, the fact that he had to put in time, even when people were asleep, he'll put in time because a craft, when you have a business, you have to put in more time than just regular eight to five. You have to put in the time where people are sleeping. You have to put in the time when um, people are at church (laughs) this is a time where you have to put in the strongest effort because your best. uh, I mean, the person that could be standing right beside you could be your best competitor Mm. because they're watching you. They're waiting on you to not do something that they are willing to do. So entrepreneurship didn't come based off of a dream or off of, um, um, it didn't come off. Oh, I I think I can do it. I'm gonna give it a try. I was actually, it was culture around me. It was built around me. So, when something gets built around you, you you feel more safe about doing it. You know. Yeah. So I, enough, and a lot of people don't realize that these people, like myself, you can't do it alone. Jay Z did not do it alone. Um, Dr. Dre didn't do it alone. P. Diddy didn't do it alone. P. Diddy had Biggie Smalls, and he saw potential mm-hmm. in him, and they saw potential in each other, and they grew. So yeah. I had to get around people of like-mindedness to see the potential of me to be able to grow for them to believe in what I believe in, because when you have, when you can be a leader, you can be a, fo- you can have followers, but you have to have the right followers to, to make you a better leader.
0: Mm, okay. Um, now tell, now, now tell me about that. Like having the right followers, what do you mean by having the right followers? Like what, give me some attributes.
2: Um, followers, as far as like the, the what the attributes of a leader is or the followers are like leaders or
0: What do you mean? like when you said you got to have the right followers
2: so you i got you so you have to have people around you that are not that are willing to fail Mm, okay because if they are willing to fall with you they're willing to grow with you oh that's strong um and if you have somebody that can see you know what Like for karate for instance because that's that's what i know if you have someone who is at a white belt level, it is very difficult for a black belt to uh, compete against a white belt. Yeah. But sometimes as a black belt, we have to humble ourselves and then again, put on our white belt. And what, what I mean by that is we can't just show force and be a black belt every day because that white belt at some point is going to come to crash. Mm-hmm. And it's not wise to, for me to build humility and growth in him if I continue to make him feel like a white belt. He's never going to feel like he can get to a a orange belt or a green belt or a blue belt because I haven't given him the ability to feel confident. And confidence makes a follower and and, uh, certain types of, and then other attributes like loyalty, respect, um, humility, um, letting go of your ego. All of these things equip yourself to be the right follower so you can then be a leader because eventually the uh, The grasshopper is now the sensei, and mm. I was just explaining to my kids earlier that I'm not going to always be sensei. Someone in here is going to have to take the mantle, mm. um, because I'm not going to always be in my prime. I'm five, I'm five nine, 190 pounds, and eight percent body fat. I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah. But these kids, as they're getting in their prime, and they don't understand that I'm falling out of my prime. So someone has to take the mantle
0: right mm. oh my gosh now one thing i noticed about you man you have what's good y'all so i wanted to come up here and mention something that i did for the black wealth media podcast i took a big step and i created a patreon now, for those of you that don't know, a Patreon is simply a way for me to know who truly supports the Black Wealth Media podcast. And it's a way for us to grow together. Now, in my Patreon, I have three tiers. And one of the benefits of the tiers is joining my private discord where we have discussions about some of the episodes we've listened to. Guys, I'm pretty excited and I want you guys to join me on this journey of growth. Join the Patreon, doesn't matter which one you sign up for, and let's grow. Yo. Yep.
2: Hey, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you.
2: I'm sorry about that. Bad connection, brother. All good, all
0: good.
2: All
0: right,
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah, what was I asking you? Okay, yeah, um, so my question was, like, um, you seem to have like a very uh, sharp mind, very focused. Um, who or what would you credit towards that?
2: Um, honestly, uh, I would give it to three, three different um, aspects of my life. One, I give it to God. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, with him being the Alpha and Omega of life, and if you need any life. Um, tips. It's all in the Bible. Whatever your religion is, the Quran, or if you—I mean, we all have our own faith. And I and, and my biggest, my biggest thing is for me to be sharper, me for me to be wise where I am. I, I try to take advantage of my faith and be faith forward always. Um, second is my uh, my great grandfather and my grandmother. They were my biggest influences in my life. Uh, they are no longer here with me or with us, but they live strong. Uh, fulfilled lives and um, their wisdom, you know, really put a, a huge um, influence on my life. And last, and a lot of people don't admit to this, is is the ability to fall and get up. Mm. Um, because when you when you put yourself in a position to try something, you've already succeeded. Putting myself in a position to try and, and fail at something has made my mind sharper. Has made me realize what works and what doesn't work. Um, who is in your corner when you, when everyone? Who is in your corner when everyone wants to be when you are succeeding, and who is in your corner when nobody sees you on the uh, period? Because yeah. people only come around when they see, see that you on a hot streak, like the uh, Shakara, the, guard, the girl that was running. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of people um, didn't really show her love or admiration until they saw her ability to run in the Olympics. People, you know, um, they they put a lot of um, if you know they were barely convinced about the whole marijuana situation, and people don't understand that you know people have been doing marijuana for a long time. Right, and it's legal in, in 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 a majority, if not many, of the states here in the United States. Right, and you can't fault falter somebody just because of what they do outside of their outside of their career. And the fact that she did that and she did not do well running again, people were no longer on her, you know, on her agenda.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And I feel that when people see that you are on a hot streak, they support you. But when you're no longer relevant, they're against you and, and they, they're no longer praising what you're doing. They no longer support what you're doing. So the fact that I have, you know, been doing this on my own and the people who saw it at square one when I was in, I mean, a room no bigger than an apartment closet doing karate classes. Mm. I mean, you were there. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. mat, the mat no bigger than maybe a six by six mat. I mean, to going from that to a twenty, you know, basically a twenty five hundred square foot building. That's God. If that doesn't show major you like, God yeah, major blessings. If that doesn't show you who God is and shows you what God can do through hard work, faith, and dedication, then then you're not convinced or you're not putting in enough work. Mm. Oh
0: man, you said something right there. <laughs> so so tell me, man, like um talk about some of your accolades because I do know that you were uh, a champion You know, I know you've been in like tournaments. Talk about that a little bit. Like, what was it like being a part of, you know, karate teams? And um, how does it affect you now that you're running your own uh, school?
2: Uh, What a lot of people don't realize is, and that's a very good question, a lot of people don't realize that when you're, when you've had the ability to travel and train, and I have had the ability to, travel and train and compete from Orient to New York and from New York all the way down to Florida. So being able to see it from a smaller scale to the biggest scale shows you what what you can do versus yeah. what you can't do. Shows you what you can do with something small versus something big. And it also makes makes you appreciate what you have. Because you can go to a rundown dirt In the wall school, but they have the best unity. They are the strongest karate family you would ever see. Versus going into a karate school that is the, I mean, two three stories, and the sensei doesn't even know your name
1: Mm.
2: because you're just you're just you're an income to him. You're an income, and he's not even worried about your outcome. Yeah. So the fact that I have had the ability to train um, with the right guys to talk to the right guys, you know. And honestly, my relevance didn't really come until this year. Yeah. And that just lets you know that your journey is never over. Um, I've had the ability to uh, compete on the virtual fight tour um, thanks to um, Jesse Ray, phenomenal guy out of the Bronx, New York. I've had the ability to go and fight on television um, in Orlando for uh, knuckle fighting Championships to out of Florida. Phenomenal gentleman saw um, to give me an opportunity and I took advantage of it. Show him, you know, it. You have to take full advantage of it because you may not get that opportunity again. Mm. So um just last week I got a phone call from Sam Lane and um thanks to uh, my brother out of Connecticut, good friend of Ashley and I click, he's like my big Thanks to um, him and a few other things that we discussed, I had the ability to now get on a national traveling team called Team Diamonds. So I'm thankful to them, and they, I'm, you know, they they brought me in, and I already feel like family. Mm. So you, I just feel like you have to put yourself in a position to again be around people who think like you, who move like you, and who trust you, yeah. and see and see the. The ability in you, you may not be the best fighter. It's all about what you can contribute to a team. Everybody can't be LeBron James. Everybody can't be Kobe. Sometimes you've got to be a role player. Sometimes you have to be Carmelo. Sometimes you have to be AD. But that's what builds champions because you have to understand what roles you play within your team.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm, I'm, I'm not the youngest guy, but now I'm not the oldest guy anymore, you know. So there's something that I may have experienced or may have trained in a certain area. And I can say, hey, hey, let's take a step back and let's try this differently. Maybe we can cut the timing down. Maybe we can kick a little higher. Maybe we can fight smarter. You know? So it's just those little things that build the competition. And the the more and more you come in contact with and the more people you come in contact with, you know, it makes you a better fighter. It makes you a better team player. And it makes you a better martial artist as a whole.
1: Yeah. Now,
0: talk, talk about this, man. Like,
2: tell me, like, what was it that made you want to go
0: for karate specifically? Like, you know, with all the other martial arts, what made you want to, you know, go for that?
2: To go for karate itself? Yes, sir. <sighs> um. Honestly, um, the one the one thing that actually made me want to do martial arts from the very very beginning was in two thousand and two when I was eight years old when I saw The Matrix.
1: Mm. <laughs>
2: I kid you not. Yeah. You know, when I saw The Matrix and when they put him in that chair for those who have seen The Matrix, and he said, "We're going to go through a few you know combat simulations," and he hit the button. And he was like, "Oh man," he's like, "Oh, I think he likes it." Yeah. And if may, and they and nobody re- really realized that Neo sat in the chair the longest out of anybody who had rode on the on the uh, on the Epcot and yeah. he sat up and he told Morpheus, "I know kung fu." And he was the only person to ever basically come into a fighting draw in the Matrix yeah with morpheus so that's where it all started you know i started taekwondo when i was um eight years old got my uh, second degree in taekwondo okay then i did um, karate from there and i started karate when i was 15 and I'm now i'm a fourth degree in karate so okay. it never stops yeah. it never stops i'm still like Neo. i'm still sitting in that chair you know, trying to still learn martial arts. You you, you know that's why I say mar- your martial arts journey is never over.
0: Yeah. That that's solid, man. Because you know, the Matrix is like I I like all of them. One of the best movies I've ever seen. I agree. Um, even to this day, like I'll still stop and watch it because I love the fighting sequences. Yep. Um, now, when it comes to Taekwondo and Karate, man, can you talk about some of the differences and some of the similarities?
2: Yes. Um, so, Taekwondo as a whole is more so for kicking.
1: Yeah.
2: Of- um, it's more to defend yourself against multiple opponents, um, and you're supposed to defend yourself very quickly, without throwing way too many strikes and allowing someone else to come into the the situation. Yeah. Two or three strikes, take your opponent down. Move on to the next one. Karate is more offensive and it's more offensive striking using more of your hands. Yeah. Um it's more for you to take on one single opponent. Um heavy striking, knees, knee striking is is, is permitted with, within karate. Um it's it's a lot of there are some kicks that are but the kicking is very, very, um, very solid kicking. What I mean by solid is it's supposed to hit most of the major parts of the body, the torso, um, the sides of your body, the obliques, you know, the kidneys. These strikes are, are very heavy strikes and they're supposed to stun your opponent. So you can basically um, intervene and leave. Whereas Taekwondo is more so of, um, it's more of counter fighting and, it's, you're defending yourself close quarters, but as well as uh, far quarters, if they were to come in with a weapon, or if they were to come in with a knife. For, mm, for okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, now, can you talk about like being in tournaments and kind of how the point system works? Because you know, me personally, I've seen some of your videos, man, and I tell you, man, you one of the quickest guys I've seen when it comes to. And I know, I know your history is, like you are a champion as well. But I see. I, I like to watch your videos, especially on IG. And you're a pretty quick striker, man. Can you talk about like how does that point system work? And you know, what is the object of you know uh, destroying, like taking down your opponent? Or what is the object of you know what is the point of taking down your opponent? Um, you know, when it comes to a tournament. You know, you know what I
2: mean? Yeah, I understand. That's a good question. I appreciate you for asking. Um, yeah. Uh, just get quick base. I mean, when you punch to the head or to the body, it's one point. If you kick to the body, um, it's one point. If you kick to the head, it's two. If you do any kind of jumping maneuver to the head, it's four. If you do a jump, kick, and it lands to the body, it's three. So, um, and depending on what fighting circuit you are on, it's, sometimes it can be two minutes. Uh, and when you're a black belt, um, it's as many points as you can score in two minutes. If you're an under belt, like white to brown or white to red is yeah. first to eight, depending on the circuit again. But the key to um, to what I do is called point sparring is just being first. Um, it's really a game of chess, not checkers. It's really mm, okay. uh, being able to be first and not last, scoring as much as you can but also fighting smart where you're not giving up points as well. Cause one thing that you don't want to do is be up three points and then you're like, okay, I got it in the bag. And then you let off the gas, meaning you're mm. not fighting as hard as you were and you let the back in the fight. And now you have a minute left and you're right back where you started.
0: So pretty much you don't want to get
2: comfortable. You don't want to get too comfortable. No, no, you don't. That's yeah. why thinking critically and moving just as fast, if not faster than your opponent is very, very important. Um, and i i haven't i haven't always had the best success in this, but yeah. i have learned to i have learned to fight smart and know when to hit. It's all to me at this point. It's all about timing. Mm-hmm. Um, i am i quick for my for where i am. I, I like to think so. Some guys yeah. think i'm fast. I mean, i will take what they give me. My boys think i'm fast. Yeah. Uh, I feel like i earned my name the Punisher for a reason because i know where to hit and when to hit and i know how hard to hit and when it's time to hit hard. Yeah and um it, it's all about you know just having the confidence to know when to hit your opponent and and taking advantage of the fight if you can get in your opponent's head you've really really already defeated them and you can kind of already tell before.
0: what's up guys i hope you're enjoying the show if you are, I want you to take a screenshot of yourself listening, and I want you to tag at underscore the Black Both Media Pod. That'll be a big help as far as getting the message out. Also, I want you to go ahead and leave a five-star review, and go ahead and subscribe. And let's get back to the show.
2: Before you fight, if, just by how they look at you, I've been in the game a long time, and you can tell if they're ready to fight you or they're like, oh man, this is about I don't know about this. This is about this, <laughs> oh, yeah. this guy's about to hurt me. Um, and that but that I'm not gonna say that's the reputation you want, but you want people to fear you and to yeah. know that you are about business. And when you guys are walking around the tournament, oh yeah, hey, what's going on? How's your people? How's your family? How's the dojo? Cool. To go and those referees say go, it's business. It's not it's nothing personal at that point. I came here, yeah. I spent my money just like you. I'm here to get the belt. And if there's money involved, I'm here to make the money. At these big tournaments, like the one over the weekend, it's a tournament called Diamonds. They yeah. uh my my little bro uh Bailey Murphy just won a whole diamond ring, his second diamond ring from Diamond. And um, phenomenal fighter, phenomenal guy, and he's really on a come up. But it's all about to knowing what you can and what push your body to the limit and and just go. When that referee in the center says go, do the best two minutes you got. You gotta give it your heart and your soul because everybody is watching you. And everybody, again, goes back to what we said earlier. If you if people are gonna ride you, some people want yeah. you to win. Some people want those big name fighters to lose. But you don't want to give them anything. You want to give them something to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, you you uh, you still want to be trending. You still want to be the guy that hasn't lost. You want to be the guy that's winning every tournament, state to state, winning, like winning the diamonds tournament, aka's. You you want your name to be relevant that way you can come up, and they see you as one of the best martial artists in the country and then the world because yeah. that's that's at the end of the day it's all about your legacy.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. Now. As, you know, being that you are, you know, one of the best martial artists, man, do you ever – do you ever feel that pressure? And if you do, like, how do you handle it?
2: Man, that's a good question. I I feel the pressure every time I step in the ring because everybody is waiting for you to fight. Um, Guys, I I appreciate you saying I I appreciate you saying that, but guys like guys like myself and um, Darren Payne, Angel Diaz, um, Bailey Murphy, um, Kevin Walker, uh, you know, Raymond Daniels, you know, just to name some of the greats that I love. You know, I consider those guys family. You know, it's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of high expectations when you get in that ring. These guys are not they don't even see losing in your future. They see they see you for the competitor you are. They see you for the confident guy. They see you for the guy who has humility that you can talk to inside and outside the ring that knows how to handle himself uh, before the tournament, during and after the tournament. You know, it's a lot of pressure, but the best way to handle it is just to breathe and just do your best. Because at the end of the day, if you can walk in that ring and win or lose, if you can give if you know, you gave it a hundred percent, then you, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. But everything happens for a reason yeah. or it happens for a season.
0: Facts, facts, facts. Um, now tell me, man, like, you know, being that you are an experienced fighter um, and we're talking about pressure and everything, have you ever come up against, you know, an opponent where you thought, like, man, like, you know, it's, it's on the line. Like, I might not make it.
1: Nope. Oh, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> um because if you already have that state of mind, you already lost. Oh, okay, you, okay. You can't you can't go into a fight knowing the adversity that you're going to face. If you you have already defeated yourself, you know, prior to even going into the ring, yeah. You might as well you you might as well already bow out and not even fight because you, your mental can push your body in ways that your physical cannot. True. And what I mean by that is you could be in the coldest waters of Lake Michigan, but if your mind thinks it's not cold, it's not cold.
1: Mm, but if your body sure.
2: thinks that that water is cold, you're going to hop your ass about that water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And because you, you have now already, you have already told yourself that your body cannot handle it. So, yeah, I have fought some great fighters. I've fought Robert Cardenas, you know, from Team Velocity. I've fought Justin Floyd. Torrin Davis, my best friend, you know, a great guy. I've fought Angel. I've fought Darren, and um, I have fought Wayne. I've mean, I, I fought a lot of big name guys, but I do I do not hesitate to pull the trigger when mm-hmm. I'm in the ring with them, because if I do, I might miss my mark. Yeah, And they're not going into the ring thinking, like that so yeah. why would I already right, right. why would I already put myself down knowing that they're meant to us already upward I can't do it I refuse yeah especially if I know I'm older than them they're a little taller than me or or um I'm not as fast as they are if I already give my body that mental impression my body has already been convinced that it can't do it yeah so it's almost like if you go to the gym you know, you work out all the time. You you're in great shape. I've been watching your stuff too, and I'm proud of you for all your recent success in the gym. If you go into the gym knowing that your body is tired, you're, you're not going to be able to give the best workout you possibly can do. But if you go in there and say, "You know what? I think I got a mile and a half in me. I think I can get two or three more reps." You can push your body because your mind has already told your body that you can do it. Yeah, that that's solid,
0: bro. That's solid. Um, I think what you just said and by the way, thank you, thank you, man. I'm 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 trying. Um what you just said was super important because you know that's that's just all mindset, you know, and I think a lot of people, even myself sometimes, you know, there's that imposter syndrome. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you kinda of, even make the move. And I think it's important for people to kind of just recognize the power that they have. And another question I want to ask you, man. Like, um, as far as mindset, what are some, what are some kind of, what what are some tricks or what are some steps that you take to kind of ensure that you know you're staying confident and that you're believing in yourself? Is there like a positive talk that you do? Um, uh,
2: that's a good question. Um, now I wouldn't necessarily say a positive talk. I just, I put myself around people who promote positivity.
1: Ooh, okay.
2: Um, my, uh, my fiance, she's my biggest support Yeah, and, um, I love her. She's been my greatest support. She is, you know, my best friend. Uh, she is someone who I depend on for everything as far as, you know, she, she is my, uh, she, she is my light, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and congratulations, they,
2: by the way. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. No problem. Um, you know, she she has been there for me and has been my biggest support. And so when you have the right people behind you like that, you you, you can go far. You can go okay. far. But you just have to surround yourself around people who think like you, who move like you, because they're going to continue to put new uh new successes on your life. They're going to make you push a lot harder. Yeah. And if you continue to um, have those people who think like you and move like you, you there's there's no way outside of that as you can that you can't fail. You will. You will make it. It's just a matter of putting those people around you. A lot of people don't, can't function off of that that makes any sense. Yeah. Because they're, sense. Yeah. they're so used to um, being around people we, we as people, we are so afraid to let go of people who, who we've grown up with, but these people aren't moving the way that we're moving. So you can't expect for us as people or as people that are trying to grow within ourselves to go to the next level if you don't have someone around you moving upward because yes. then you're stagnant. You are now stagnant. So people like my fiance and the people around me who push positivity into my life every single day, those are going to be the people who are going to continue to be faith driven.
1: Mm,
0: okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, now
0: I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to ask you, I want to ask you, bro, about like your goals. So, you know, I like to kind of ask people this to kind of see, you know, if we can go back and look like, Oh man, DC said he was gonna do this and now he's doing it you know what I mean so my question is man, you know where do you see yourself in the next uh, five to ten years
2: Well first, I would like to say married <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting married in May okay um, okay but uh five to ten years I would love to be able to see uh, my team more developed, more structured for them to be traveling having the right sponsorships for them to grow and so that they don't have to worry about the, the financial analytics that are behind the politics of martial arts. Yeah. Um, just so they can feel free to go and not have to worry about the dollar and they can focus more on the, on the competition piece. Uh, I would also like to have another location that's benefiting more of a, more of a predominantly not financial, um, area like, like you know there are different areas around Charlotte around yeah. Winston, you know more of a low income area you know right. you know I would love to actually own a school in um in Winston-Salem, where closer to the uh, MLK area
1: okay. okay
2: area there it needs mentorship, it needs guidance you know someone it needs I want to open up a school that's going to be the backbone of the community. Mm, that's going to give it structure that's going to give it a chance where they can feel like they belong instead of thinking that basketball is their way out football is their way out track you know i want them to feel like they have the confidence to pursue pursue other things that will make their abilities greater in other aspects of their life you know somebody that can count on everybody you know everybody wants to be able to lean on that coach for football but the coach may be leaning on them to help further their career
1: Okay. Okay.
2: So I want to be able to give, you know, low income areas, to a karate school where they can just feel free. Uh, and lastly, I want to, I noticed we were talking about me, but I want to be able to give my family the things that they deserve. Like my fiance or, you know, our family one day, I want to be able to give them what I feel like we have worked so hard for ourselves. I want to give them the ability to have a good education, the ability to, um, to be able to feel free to go to whatever school they want to go to without feeling. You know, just basically just teacher, you know, teaching our, our future children. That way they can be the best that they can be.
1: Yeah, um,
2: I just want a strong foundation for my peers and for my family. I don't want us to have to work every single day. I want us to be able to be able to work, to wake up and just feel free to do whatever we want to do. And that's what I want for you. Most definitely. Yeah. You know, I'm working on it. (laughs) People feel like they have to work a nine to five to be able to get the things that they want. But in this day and time, you gotta have a hustle. But I tell anybody, let passion be your hustle, because then it won't feel like a hustle. You'll be making money doing what makes you happy. The the money will come, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And as soon as you put in the work, you're doing something that somebody else hasn't done. You're you're stepping out on faith. You're trying. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're trying, you will definitely move in, a dire- in the right direction. But you can't give up. There are a lot of people who think it's going to come tomorrow, next week. I can say since I've opened, you know, and we know we are living in and now of a COVID. We're in a pandemic right, right now. But I have seen more growth during the pandemic than I have owning my entire business. Just mm-hmm. because of the fact that, you know, a lot of parents didn't have the ability to take their kids to football, take their kids to basketball or track or they didn't have an extracurricular to attend to and go and basically give their parents some breathing room. Yeah. So, you know, just have a friend, people say, Hey, my kid's starting karate. They love it. Great mentorship, um, great uh, workout. And now I have seen my school grow, not to where I wanted to be, but to where I feel like it needs to be for it to get to that next level.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Hey, that was solid, man. All right. Um, so my last question to you, man, um, you know, how can people get in contact with you, you know, whether it be through social media or email or just any
2: or the best way to get in touch with you? Um, you know, I want to keep business, business and personal, personal. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> but uh, in contact, you know, Facebook, you know, just reach out to um, Carter Karate at Facebook. Um, the email is right there with it as well. Carter karate at yahoo.com. Uh, if you want, they can go on Instagram. They'll see Carter karate at Instagram as well, as well as Luke cage, um, S L U K E underscore cage with a Q. Um, but, um, the, I'm, uh, first off, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you having me on your, on your podcast. You know, I'm very humbled by you, you know, bringing me on and, you know, this is you know we we it is our job as um as people who under who we know we have a voice not just for the culture but for martial arts as a whole we have to make sure that it doesn't stop with us it stops you know with giving it to the next child, giving our knowledge and our experience and our and our rights and wrongs to them that way they don't make the same mistakes that we made, you know being able to um examples of humility and not have ego you know out the ring and being able to be faith forward driven and, and have the right mindset inside and outside the ring and in, in school and outside of school, you know? Yeah.
0: I couldn't agree more, bro. Couldn't agree more. Um, And, and by the way, man, I, I appreciate you for even coming up here. Um, I knew like, I was like, man, I got to get DC up here because you know, this, it's a different perspective. Like a lot of people don't know that man, You, it's black people that own, uh, you know, karate schools. You know, I think it, it it gives some people to look. It gives people something to look forward to, especially you know younger black boys and girls and other entrepreneurs as well. So I was like, man, I, I got to get him up here.
2: Oh man, again, I I appreciate it. You know, it goes beyond what we even think we're doing. You know, we we are saying it every single day. You know, whether it's having a podcast or or having our, you know, your own television show or having your your own karate school, you're, you're setting an example somewhere. And there are many kids who want to be an entrepreneur and they have the vision, but they, they just have to, again, like we said, step out on faith Mm -hmm. and, and with, you know, being faith forward, they're going to have the discipline to be consistent in that act. And, you know, once they, Obtain the discipline, the consistency was going to be there because they're going to be able to see the results for themselves. Yeah, and they're going to get the feedback, and the feedback is going to be the reward that they need to to sharpen those tools in that toolbox. That's going to have them make make them feel what they're doing is making a is making a change in the culture. Most definitely. So as long as we continue to be an example for uh, for kids and young adults and even adults and peers, because there are adults that strive to be like us and they don't even tell us because they are afraid of, they are. They have that fear of being honest with their friend. Yeah. And it goes back to what we said earlier, you know, you know, Diddy saw he saw a lot in Biggie Smalls and he said, look, I think we can change the world, but it takes somebody to lean over and say, hey, there is something in you that can change the world. And instead of us living selfishly and, and living on an individual mindset and individual mission, we won't there are a lot of people that won't be able to to strive for excellence because they're not willing to show what they have on the table and share it and grow. Mm, that's true. That's true. So I feel that over, over time, we, you know, us as entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs in general, we, we will be better. We will do better, but we have to be willing to live unselfishly and share the knowledge that we have so that the new, the New millennium and the new kids can on the block will be able to understand what we went through, uh, what we've the mistakes we made, and how much hard work you have to put into it. It's not something that you can just do overnight. You can't just get on YouTube and think people are going to listen in, right? <laughs> it doesn't work, work like that. that. You can't just, you know, expect a hundred people to show up to your karate class and expect for them to learn. Everybody learns differently, so you gotta slow down the pace. Yeah, it's a whole lot easier, it's a whole lot harder. For you to teach something, then for you to learn something, because you have to reinforce what you're teaching, because you you're basically reiterating what you learned on your own. Mm, very so, true. So if we if we just it goes back to what my great grandfather said: reach one, teach one. And if you can reach one and teach one, then you've done your job. Um, you know, a man can stand in front of a, a hundred kids, but if he only got to five, then he changed five lives. Mm. So. That's, that's what I strive to do every single day of my life. I, I live to make sure I'm the best fiance I can be for my, for my future wife. I strive to be the best mentor and best karate teacher I can be uh, for my kids and my, uh, my peers at my karate school. And I strive to be the best friend and officer in the county that I can be for, um, for the sheriff. And I'm very thankful for him to believing in me to do all that I can do through, through his vision. So I just want us all, you know, and I'm not just saying me, I'm saying, you know, all yeah, yeah. men and the women as a whole, we just have to take a leap of faith and do what we all are willing to do. So for us to strive for excellence, don't feel like you got to work a nine to five. If you want to do ballet, do ballet. If you want to play basketball, play basketball, just dare to be different because when you, when you, when you become different and you do something that is different, people want to strive like you. And that's where, our leaders are made, because people are willing to do something that nobody else has done before.
0: Mm. Well, there y'all have it, man. There y'all have it. Um uh, guys, I hope you I hope you, you know, were able to get something from this. Man, I hope y'all definitely took some notes. Um, this brother definitely dropped some knowledge. And uh that's the end of the episode, guys. And, you know, again, I had Daryl Carter, uh CEO of Carter Karate. And we're gonna get up out of here, y'all.
2: Peace. Peace. Thank you.
1: Yeah,
0: no problem. What's up guys? It's me again. So tell me, what'd you think about the show? I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag at underscore the Black Wealth Media Pod and share this on your Instagram stories with your friends. That would be very appreciated. Also, go inside the podcast app to subscribe, leave a five-star rating and a five-star review. This helps us get the message across all over the world so more people can listen. On top of that, I really do hope you guys enjoy the show and I'll see you next week. On the Blackwell Media podcast.